Welcome to another chapter of Chapter Chats with D&D. I'm Denise. And I'm David. And this week we are doing The We Free Men by Terry Pratchett. Sir Terry Pratchett. He was knighted. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so Terry Pratchett is one of my favorite authors. Uh, I think he is hilarious and he is really good, like world building and characters. And he has built this whole world, Discworld. And has a bunch of books in it. And yeah, it's what, 30 something? It's a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm not really sure the number. I haven't even read half of them, but <laughs> I do know that I love his writing style. I will say I know it's not for everyone because I've recommended it a few times at the bookstore. And people are like, oh, that sounds amazing. And then they're like, I didn't get into it. And so it's not for everyone. It's a specific kind of sense of humor for like, nonsense but also stuff that is like very witty and it hits hard like yeah it's full of these characters who are like just like seem to be doing ridiculous things but then you get like this witty like criticism about mm -hmm. something that we do and it's like okay so it's just nonsense and sense all together and it's great if you haven't read uh the discworld stuff he also co-wrote uh good omens that's with, true uh Neil Gaiman, which is a TV show right now, and I second season's it's coming. Pretty out. good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely, definitely a person to check out. He, uh, the only thing I could compare him to would be uh, Douglas Adams mm. uh, with the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That series. Yep. It does. It's not quite the same. It is sci-fi rather than fantasy, and it is like a little bit different. But that's the only person who kind of has that. Just like, oh, this nonsense is obviously how the world works, but also it's like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I just, I love it so much. It was very good. This was my first book I read of Terry Pratchett was We Freedmen. My mom was like, want to try this? And I was like, sure. So I'd <laughs> read anything my mom suggested for the most part. And so it's just, can't go wrong. Oh, yeah. So I will say I didn't like this one as much as I liked... Um, the Hogfather. I really, really liked the Hogfather. <laughs> yes, we did previously do the Hogfather, and yes, I mean, also still Christmas. excellent. Yes, like a, a very good one. I like this one because I mean, wizards are such a big feature of most of his other ones that I've read, mm -hmm. and wizards are like ridiculous, like. Wizards do more magic, but they are just so ridiculous. No common sense going on, it seems like, for the most part. Yep. Whereas witches are all common sense. Like, it's just, like, looking, paying attention. Yeah, they and actually bring up that uh, if you have to do magic, then you're in dire straits indeed. Yeah. So. Because, like, most problems can be solved without magic. Mm -hmm. And that's their big thing, is they only use it when they have to. And also there was some dig at wizards in this too, where it was like, <laughs> oh man, it's something, something a wizard could do it. And that's not a good sign. It is like accurate though. So anyway, <laughs> let's, let's talk about this before we go too far into the world of Terry Pratchett. Hmm. Um, so we free men, uh, Tiffany Aiken yep. is the main character. She is nine and she, her brother gets kidnapped by basically the fairy queen. Mm-hmm. And she use, has help from the Wee Free Men to get him back. And the Wee Free Men are technically fairy folk. 
Um, they are Pictsies. Yes. Not Pixies, Pictsies. Uh, they got kicked out because um, of all the drinking and fighting. Uh, they're basically, think, um, miniature Scottish men that are blue. Yes. That drink, still fight, and that is their favorite things to do. Like, they are hilarious. They <laughs> they will fight anything and everything. Yep. And if they can't find anything else to fight, sometimes they'll fight each other just for fun. Um, and <laughs> they're one of my favorite characters. It's true. Well, they they were, I think they were my favorite characters. Like, Tiffany was pretty great and smart and all that. But uh, I the the... <laughs> The Wee Free Men were just ridiculous and, and wonderful. So so technically what everyone else calls them is the Knack McFeagles. Um, but they call themselves the Wee Free Men because as far as they were concerned, uh, the tr- queen kind of tricked them into working for her. And then they were like, never again. And their motto is, I'm going to make it more English-American. Uh, no... No king, no queen, no lord, no master. We will not be fooled again. Um, because <laughs> they, uh, the only thing they fear are lawyers. Yes. And words. Words, words, words have magic. Yes. Words are magic, I uh, guess. To be fair, the world they, like, kind of were in for the large part was, like, dreams had magic. And so what you were putting out meant a lot and so especially the written word for them though they're just like oh they can write that's why they fear (laughs) a lawyer so much so um so anyway we meet tiffany she um is a witch like she isn't at the very like she is because of what she does like she notices things she uh, basically is, but doesn't really know what being a witch is. And so this is story is kind of her coming into that mm-hmm. and <laughs> all the different fun characters we get to meet. Uh, so her brother's kidnapped by the queen who has a thing for kids and thinks she's great with them, but she never says no and gives them what they want rather than what they need. And they never grow up. Yeah. Because time moves differently mm-hmm. there and she just keeps them young. So they say children. That's not what you need nope. for kids. Do not just give them what they want. That is not how you raise kids. They need to be told no, and they need love and stuff, and she doesn't do that because that's... And I liked seeing that in Tiffany, too, because at the beginning of the book, she was like, uh, fine, I'll give you what you want. Just hold on for a bit. And by the end of it, uh, with the help of the Wee Freeman, um, Went- Wentworth, is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, Wentworth, her brother, finally realizes that uh, it can't all be what you want. Yeah. And that was that was nice. I did he, like that. He did have probably the most character growth. I mean, Tiffany's a close, like, up there, too. But to go from a constantly somehow sticky kid who always wants sweets, and if he doesn't get it, will just yell, I want to go to the toilet, because that gets attention to being able to speak in sentences and does chores, quite the growth. Um, He (laughs) really matured during this novel. I'm not even quite sure how old he is. Obviously younger than nine, probably like four or five, I would assume, based on... I was thinking like three or four. Maybe three or four. But three or four to me is 
not an age that I personally would trust to go feed the chickens and get the eggs and not be scratched to death. I mean, I feel like raised on a farm, children are a little... I mean, yeah. ...different and hardier, and they learn faster. <laughs> I guess that's true. Because that's their lives. But I don't know. Wasn't raised on a farm. And I don't trust chickens, so... Well, roosters. Roosters are evil. Yeah, roosters are not my favorites. Chickens they, are also not my favorites. I like chickens. They're very soft, actually. Hmm. Getting off topic, <laughs> topic, but, like, chickens are okay. We had some, and I held one. It was like, what? Hmm. But roosters are evil, and I hate them. Um, <laughs> so, um, characters, who would you say is your favorite character? Singular. I guess probably rob anybody. The sort of leader spokesperson of the Wee Freeman. Not Daft Wooly? Daft Wooly is <laughs> his brother and... Not very bright at all. He just kept giving things away. Like, Tiffany would ask them something, and they'd be like, yeah, no, no, we wouldn't do that. And, like, whenever they were drinking, instead mm -hmm. of coming out with her, he's like, yeah, but we had to finish all the drinks that were there. And he's, like, covers up his mouth is like, stop. <laughs> you can't just, like... You got to think before you say things like, oh, there I go again, accidentally almost strangling you. Oh, how awful. That's what Rob Anybody says to him. Uh, yes. So Rob Anybody? Probably Rob Anybody. He's a he's a pretty good leader. I will say for all their um, jumping the gun on fighting anything and everything, they're quite smart, actually. Mm -hmm. Like it's not in a in your face like kind of. You know, kind of thing where it's like, I'm a wise person because that's not how many people would describe the Wee Freeman. But they know a lot about a lot of things. Yeah. They also think they're dead. Yes. Um, uh, and the world is heaven and they are dead. So things can't really kill them. They just become alive again somewhere else. And then hopefully one day they'll get to come back to heaven. <laughs> Because they're like, yeah, this is great. We get to drink, fight, and steal, and do whatever we want. Yep. And it's like perfect world for them. So they think they're in heaven. And so I did like that bit in there, too, because it also, um, Tiffany was like, no, you're alive when you die. And so it kind of added that, like, a little bit of theological thought to it, because it's like, does it matter? Either we have it backwards, they have it backwards. Who cares? Like, mm -hmm. regardless, they are... I mean, they're doing what they're doing, and they're happy, and you're doing what you're doing, and you're happy. So why try to make them change their whole belief system kind of thing? So that was really cool. Um, my favorite character, um, I honestly, I would love to say Rob, but I guess maybe Tiffany. Like, I like, I like go get them people, but also, like, intelligent about it. Any of her thoughts in particular? <laughs> so Emily, or no, not Emily. That's our boss and my friend who's a kindergarten teacher. I know a lot of Emily's. Um, Tiffany has first sight and second thoughts. Mm -hmm. And second thoughts kind of look in on your first thoughts and think thoughts about those. And you can see yourself kind of thing. It's very interesting. Third thoughts. Do the same thing to second thoughts and first thoughts. Yeah. So basically it's thinking about thinking, but also doing it logically, not just like 
first sight, you see what's really there rather than what is just what you want to be there. Because that's what second mm -hmm. sight is. Yeah. <laughs> and then second thoughts, it's where you're able to kind of analyze your thoughts and think about where they're coming from and why you're thinking that way. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I like her as a whole because, like, she realizes who she is and she sees her faults for what they are. Because one of the things I really like is her view on fairy tales, where it's like yeah. they do shape the way that society sees things because there's a character in there who the people think is a witch because of how the fairy tales describe witches because she was always alone. She lives in a house. She was always mumbling to herself. She was really just, like, a sick lady. Like, she was elderly. She didn't have teeth. And, like, the women would kind of help her out without the men knowing kind of thing. But, like, I mean, she was just a lonely old lady. Mm -hmm. And Tiffany um, really, like, that hit her hard, I think, and really made her just dislike kind of fairy tales even more because it was just, like, you know, the prince isn't that smart. The princess is even less smart and just tripping over things that aren't really there and all this other stuff about fairy tales. And, I mean, honestly, true. I mean, fairy tales are there to help teach us things, but people t sometimes can get the wrong things from them where it's like it's not about the prince or the princess. It's about the message that comes from it. And yeah. you can't just just because you everyone else says things are the way they are because of that's the way it's always been. Or yeah, these witches are evil. They cackle, they live by themselves and all this other stuff. That's not necessarily how it works. And so changing the world takes yeah. a bit by bit process. And that's the thing that's discussed too, because she wants the view of witches to be different. And they're like, you know, bit by bit, day by day, that's how you change people rather than just slamming into their belief systems and be like, you're wrong. And this is why, cause that yeah. never works. I actually really like how she handled magic because several times she brings up the fact that uh, uh, I guess one of the pictures that she was going through, one of the memories was of her grandmother who was a shepherdess bringing in this dead lamb and putting it in the oven for a while and then uh, bringing it back out and it was alive uh -huh. and it was magic. And then later, her mom explained to her what a warming oven was, and it didn't get so very hot. And so they just put it in there to warm up, and it wasn't quite dead and all that stuff. But even though she knew how it worked, did not make it any less magic. True. Yeah, I, she did a few stories like that. I really liked that part. Mm-hmm. It just, like, that's what I mean about Terry Pratchett. Like, he weaves in so much wisdom and knowledge into this just crazy Not, and ridiculous yeah. world. Yep. <laughs> and it's just, you learn so much. It's like um, whenever you watch shows and you get more out of it than like you thought because it's like some dorky show, kids show, and then you're like, um, I actually learned a lot from this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's what it's like reading this because it's like so much knowledge. But it's in a story where you're just like, oh, you know, they're going to save their, she's going to save her brother, uh, with the help of the wee freeman from the evil queen or the fairy queen who doesn't understand how kids actually work. Mm -hmm. And she's like, just, it's just amazing. And I love it. So yeah. I just, uh, he's so amazing. Um, okay. So plot wise, what do you think? It was good. I liked it. 
there wasn't really anything that I was like, oh, man, really? That? Okay. Which yeah. was nice. And uh, my only thing was that I listened to this on audiobook. Uh, yeah, no. And that was a mistake, sort of. But it also wasn't because I was like, oh, that's what they probably sounded like. I sure wish I could understand them. <laughs> yeah, they speak in... Um... <sighs> They've got quite the brogue going on. Yes, and I would not recommend listening to it unless you have the book in front of you. Yeah. Because even reading it, I was like, and what's this mean? And that was one of the nice things is that she had the toad. Uh, there's a toad lawyer um, <laughs> who was uh, turned into a toad by a fairy godmother because she, the fairy, god fairy godmother gave... Uh, the child, whoever it was, um, happiness, beauty, and whatever else, like the three things that yeah, they always three get. three wishes. And yeah. And so she woke up one morning feeling not quite happy, and so she sued her fairy godmother because that's the kind of stuff that happens in Terry Pratchett books. And the fairy godmother turned her into a mirror and the lawyer into a toad. Yep. Um, and so... <laughs> Toad had a bit of an existential crisis in the fact that he's like, I don't know if I was just a toad the witch didn't like or the fairy godmother didn't like. It made hurt me think that I was human or if I was actually human, I don't I have a few memories, but I don't know who I was, what I did or anything. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it was a interesting part. The toad's a close second for me on favorite characters because he kept being like, I don't know, man. I don't know if we're in a dream. Toads can't dream. <laughs> Also, he would just randomly be spewing legalism, just like, um, like once they were in the, by the, she had dreamed the sea by a lighthouse and he's like, mm, no, this looks horrible. There's not any signs to warn about drowning, drowning. There's not a lifeguard anywhere. And she's like, what? And he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know what this is. It just came to me. And so he doesn't find out he's a lawyer till later when the, uh, we free men get sicked on by lawyers. <laughs> Yeah, the the queen in the final confrontation uh, is about to be attacked by the Wee Freeman, and she summons, I guess, a judge and two lawyers <laughs> who bring their 19,767 uh, infractions <laughs> against them. They have so many laws and, they've broken. Uh, so the toad finally figures out that he's a lawyer and is now the uh, the Wee Freeman lawyer. Yeah, yeah, them having a lawyer probably isn't the greatest thing, but it's okay. They probably won't use it much unless lawyers come for them. Cause... Well, yeah, that's a big thing that they do. They don't give people their names in case they get written down. Yes, because then they could go to prison. Yeah. But I'm like, why is prison scared to you? You can sneak out of literally anywhere. <laughs> like, they were escaping dreams in fairyland. Like... <laughs> yep, they're very good at it. They can get in and out of wherever they want. Yeah. <laughs> um, world building wise obviously the disc world like I said is pretty developed but even this one fairyland is basically she is like a tick and is just takes things from other lands mm -hmm. worlds really um, and that was like a lot of the creatures the nightmares are from people that have the nightmares and then also some of the the drum the, the spider the drone I think yeah yeah spider things that feast on your dreams and then since you're not actually eating you eventually wither away and that's when they eat you they seem terrifying and you have to kill them in your dream to actually escape yep. and so that's fun fun times um honestly i didn't really see much disc world 
in this book. No, this one's which, not as attached, and I don't know. It if made it's me sad. Technically, I mean, I, there's Hogwatch. Was there? Well, she mentioned Hogwatch. Hogwatch. Oh, I think I missed that part. But like to me, this could have been here or any fantasy world. Yes. Um. Yeah, and it may not necessarily be technically part of Discworld. I think it is, though. And they but bring up the fact that wizards are not very good at things. Wizards are very bad at things. They have magic. But is a, a trope in the Discworld <laughs> that, that wizards are good at magic and bad at most other things. Not even great at magic half the time, either. Well, yeah, they're bad at application. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that is a thing. But, like, chalk is kind of like in the middle yeah. of nowhere so yeah. like for me that kind of made sense like i think it's still on discworld maybe but just on the outer world like i said i've not read all the discworld and maybe it's not as attached i'll find out one day let you guys know but sorry you keep talking no it is it's part of the discworld hmm. yes but like i said outer parts she d hasn't ever left chalk in fact i think later in the books she goes to become a witch, and then once she becomes a witch, she kind of explores the world a little bit more and leaves Chalk. Chalk, yeah. Chalk is the town place she lives in, and or that's what the area she's in. Yeah. yeah, and they live on Chalk, which is very soft, but there's flint underneath because they're like you can't grow a good witch on soft ground, but flint is the hardest of hard rocks. So she's actually been living on that, and that's why she's such a good witch, I guess. Um, yeah, world building was really good. I just kind of wish that there had been a couple more references to. Yeah, like I said, further the more you stuff. read, because it's just chalk. Yeah. The second one, I think she goes off to become an apprentice witch, and okay. then later on, yeah, there's just some ramifications from this and stuff that affects her later as well. Um, won't give any spoilers out though, because you <laughs> should read the whole series. I haven't read the last one though. I need to. But yes, it but saying yeah, that it, jogged my memory and I'm like, yes, it does get connected. But this <laughs> one, yeah, it's not as connected because it's way out in the middle of nowhere. Still and, very good. Mm -hmm. But I would honestly say read maybe not this one first as an introductory to Discworld, because I feel like as an introduction to Discworld, it doesn't do quite. It doesn't hit all the things. Yeah. But, I mean, this was my first Discworld book, and it made me want to read more Terry Pratchett. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, it's as far as, really like, good. honestly, in some ways, it might be better for people who don't handle such nonsense as well. Yeah, because that's, it's that's not fair. quite as over the top. But Color of Magic's the first one, so maybe start with that one. Mm -hmm. um, we should maybe do that one day instead of just skipping around through the world with Terry Pratchett. <laughs> eh. But, I don't know, maybe Mort. <laughs> or my mom's favorite is Going Postal or Thud. One of those two, so huh? there are options out there. Um, so, how many dev heads would you give it? Five. Mm. You? Understandable. Uh, I would say four. It was really good, but not my my favorite Discworld one. One day we'll get a five out of you. Maybe. Read the right books. Oh, it's <laughs> my fault. You've picked some out, and you've still only given them four. Trust was really good. All of them have been pretty good. But not I good enough. I think I've given all of them four stars. Yes, you have. <laughs> I say five. Like, I just love it so much. I don't know. To me, four stars is really good. Five stars is really good, and I would read it again immediately. Mm. 
I will say, I'm just saying, I feel like there should be like a 4.5 or something because this one didn't have any issues in the last book we read. You still had, you were like, I need more action. But this one, you're like, no complaints, really. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Okay. I'll, I'll give it a four and a half. Okay. Thank you. That's all I want. It's, it's worth a four and a half. Yes, it is. Sir Terry Pratchett, he's been knighted or was, he's dead now. Yeah. I'm very sad, but it's okay. I have his books. Soon I shall have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> The bookstore is building the collection, by the way, so you guys should come check it out. Um, we actually have We Free Men. So. Um, but yeah, overall, amazing book. You should definitely read it. Um, even if it's not quite your thing, maybe just give this one. Or Color of Magic isn't quite as Discworldy because it's like the first one. So you could try that one as kind of a very much an introduction. Also, also, we forgot to mention one of the best things about his books, footnotes. Mm. <laughs> this man uses footnotes more than anyone else I've ever read. And they are all just like history that has that he has made up to make footnotes for or just like um, things that are just like, let me explain this. And it's just more craziness. Mm. And I love it. Love it so much. I've. I think people need to use footnotes more. If you want the footnotes, you will have to read to actually read the book. The audiobook, at least the one that I had, did not have any footnotes. Wrong. Which is sad. But it's yeah. one of the best parts. But okay, well, I think be on the lookout for our great book debate. Yes. Which will be starting in September. And roughly once a quarter, I think we'll be yeah. Uh, sort of comparing and contrasting a couple of books. So I yes. think it'll be a good time. Indeed it will. Um, so this has been Chapter Chats with D&D. I hope you like We Free Men. I'm Denise. I'm David. And have a great day. <laughs>